1: Culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: We're going to be talking about today uh, this sort of question where do we find courage to overcome the debilitating effects of fear? And what do we make of the Christian wisdom that says, trust God as a remedy for fear? How do we recover strength and confidence when our world is shaking and fear becomes a controlling influence? It's likely that you'll know people either in your own family or it might be you or it might be someone in your more broad community who are bombarded by fear on every side. Times are changing, the culture is shifting, there's wars and rumors of wars, there's uncertain economic times, people are worried, people have doubt, people have anxiety and even panic and that can be difficult to contain and if fear is a controlling force, how do we find the courage to confront it and overcome it? Well, our special guest through this coming hour is no stranger to her own story around trauma and fear. Wendy Burns is back with us today. Wendy's latest book is called Unmask, Stop Hiding and Start Living. It's about transformation from trauma and pain and into joy and purpose. And she has her own story to tell around dealing with fear. Uh, Wendy's also an internationally certified Maxwell leadership coach, speaker, and trainer. She's a great communicator, and always love our segments. Wendy Burns, a special welcome back to 2020.
1: Oh, good morning, Neil, and good morning, listeners. It's always so great to be back with you. And what a great topic, right? What a great topic for this time.
0: It is, and uh, interesting, isn't it? That uh, you know, for some who are going to be in the middle of. Uh, Uh, maybe it's a a, you know a a calm time others are in the middle of another uh, pandemic of fear you might call it Uh, interesting when you use that uh, terminology when you use that word pandemic it's uh, very fascinating isn't it that fear actually spreads even faster than a deadly virus Uh, what are your thoughts around just how significant it is that we're all so vulnerable at times to fear
1: and you're right it just it's so contagious Fear is contagious and it spreads. It's like the flu or COVID, dare I say. It spreads and um, it causes such doubt and anxiety and panic and and dread and speculation. And it's when we look at fear, fear is not this great big monster that we see in front of us. Fear is just this tiny voice that whispers in our ear with all this speculation of what if this happens or what if that happens and it controls every part of us you know our our health our well-being our mental health our emotional health
0: you know in the introduction i said something in there which i think some listeners will be capturing a hold of and this is that thought that there's christian wisdom that says trust god as a remedy for fear and our conversation today, and I know we'll get into all sorts of different and deeper areas, but uh, there is this trust in God, and sometimes people say, well, isn't that just sort of that religious crutch that you're, uh, you know, resting on? But there is something very powerful about our trust in God as a remedy for the challenging, fearful things we're up against.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and if you, if you go to Scripture, and I know we'll do that as we go through today, um, the Word says, and I think it's in Matthew 6, do not worry. So, so it is and it's like for me, I see that as a command and that's where that trust is. And, and when we look at trust, even in Proverbs 3 or 4, I think it is, Neil, where it says, trust the Lord with all of your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. So our own understanding tells us that we can't trust God because perhaps the circumstances around us are not changing. But scripture and the word and what God and the Holy Spirit are saying to us, oh, hold on a minute, you can trust me you can trust me and this is the battle that i think we get into our hearts because remember the battle is for our hearts and once we let fear get its nasty little tentacles in there we are really battling in our heart for the truth and that's the truth of trusting
0: god i imagine trusting in god leaning not on our own understanding and putting our hearts and lives in his hands and that's actually Even in itself that's a a challenging thing for some people who find it hard to just let go of their fear and trust God Uh, and maybe there's still an element of fear which is actually a positive and we can get into those sorts of things. Yes, Uh, yes, it's a healthy fear. uh, But when we're, and we're sort of starting with some remedies right up front here, a trusting of God because when you do put your trust in God, that actually has the consequence of leading us into a place of hope now, I wonder whether you've got a thought around that because if we're talking remedies right at the beginning of this conversation, uh, there's something that is triggered in us when we trust God and it's not triggered if we're saying, I'm holding on to the fears.
1: No, exactly right. And so the remedy, it's like Superman and his kryptonite, the remedy, was he had a remedy for that. So we need a remedy and our remedy when fear comes and trust We feel like, how do we trust when the circumstances around us are not changing? I can't see any difference, but this is when trust we must. And so the remedy for that is hope. So hanging on with patient expectation that that Jesus will come, that our Father will come, that he will move into the situation. It may not be what we think it should be because we already have our own plan, being the controllers that we like to be, right? Because we are human uh, and thank God that he understands that but when we have hope in god everything changes we can say yes i see that but i know i I have this trust and faith and hope in god that he can move in and even if the circumstances don't change he will change me in the circumstances he will change what's inside of me and that's where that relationship uh, that growth in our relationship with the lord comes so we may not get the answer that we want but we will get an answer and it'll be God's answers for our life. Maybe we do get the answer. Like I've seen somebody's life saved uh, literally on a machine, on life support, uh, saved, turned around because of my faith and trust in God in that moment. So it's just, there has to be an antidote. We can choose, of course, Neil, it's a choice, but if we stay in fear, I know for me, it almost took my life. Fear is a nasty little beast and it comes right from the enemy of our soul so it is a battle we are in a battle
0: You know, when you say fear almost took my life, uh, let's just get a little of your story and uh, for listeners who know that we've spoken many a time over the years now, uh, we usually start with your story and it's quite a traumatic background that you have and fear is a part of that. You've got your own life examples of dealing with fear as we have this conversation today. Give us your story in a nutshell, Wendy.
1: Yeah, as as much as I can in a nutshell, and you're right. It's it is quite traumatic, and I need to share the story so you get why trusting God is so important. Um, Thirteen years old, um, I participated in my father's suicide unknowingly. Um, he got me to hand him his gun as he took his own life in front of me, and I won't go into the details of that for the listeners. Uh, that same night. Uh, My dear caring uncle decided his way to comfort me was to rape me. So I already started from an early age of not trust. There was no trust for men or for people in my life. The father who loved me the most took me to a darkest place. And then my uncle uh, took me even further and took my innocence away. And so for me, fear of people around me, fear of loss of control of anything in my life really was overpowering fear of failure, fear of never measuring up, because I was told I should be ashamed and I was worthless, I was never enough. All of those things attached themselves to me, which are really good friends of fear. They all belong in that same family, shame, guilt, worthlessness they all come they're all a little hanger on us right and that fear of never being able to make it in this world my, my parents were alcoholics i was well on the way of going down the same road as my parents because that was the answer you know we we live out what the image we're raised in we're raised in a home that speaks uh, italian we learn Italian. If we're raised in a home that speaks English, we learn English. If we're raised in a home that's full of alcoholism, domestic violence, suicide, that's what we pick up and we learn. And that became uh, my life. And fear just played in that space to the point that um, one day I, I you know, I worked my way, I had a job, I worked my way up in government, uh, and there'd been a complaint about me to the Crime and Misconduct Commission back then. That's what it was called back then um and i was stood down for my role not that i'd done anything wrong but fear told me i was i failed this is where fear came in it was all in my life always tempting me to take my so uh, take my life but in this one moment fear ran riot because fear doesn't tell us the truth because it attaches to our emotions and our emotions don't always tell us the truth they lie to us so in those times we need to find the truth of what is actually happening but for me My emotions and fear were telling me that I would fail my husband, fail my family, fail myself, fail the world, and the only way out was to take my life. And I just want to add something in here. I was sitting in a church thinking that I wasn't good enough, I wouldn't measure up enough, and fear told me I wouldn't. So don't think you're, you're above this. It can be there, and it's okay to acknowledge it. What happened in that moment as I battled for my life on my lounge and floor? I remembered this amazing scripture, Neil, where the woman with the issue of the blood literally said, knew in her heart that if she touched the hem of the gown of Jesus, she would be healed. And in that moment, as I battled these thoughts, it wasn't a big monster, these were the thoughts in my heart and my in my mind. As I was battling these thoughts, It was the only thing I could think of. What is truth? How do I find truth? And I reached out. I knew if I could touch the hem of the gown of Jesus, I would come through. And I literally did that. And whatever this was, push away. That's the power in the name of Jesus. And my story goes on from there.
0: (laughs) Well, you can literally be (laughs) crippled by fear and it can push you to the brink. We are even contemplating suicide. And, uh, you know, for listeners uh, to our conversation today, I mean, these are sensitive things we talk about, and uh, there'll be some who are identifying with the sorts of things you're sharing, uh, Wendy. But when you talk about fear of failure, um, that your life has no worth, that your future you just can't even contemplate, that there would be anything positive in your future, these are the sorts of things that you, uh, the experience and the focus of your life if you are gripped by fear and and yeah. for those who are wondering you know is this remedy of putting trust in Christ going to be any way of actually seeing a light at the end of the tunnel there's something very definite here when we call the gospel good news this is part of the good news isn't it that uh, that your life gripped by fear all of a sudden is introduced to a whole new dimension
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I lost those last couple of words you said there, Neil, Um, but that's okay. You are introduced to a whole new way of living and a whole new way of life. And it doesn't mean that you will never be fearful again. But what it means is when you know that that's where you're going, when you have that sense within your heart that, oh, I can feel that rising. And I know the signs because I'm still not immune to it, it can still come at me. You know, the sweaty palms, speculation is a big one with fear because you start thinking about, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? That's when we come back and we say, no, 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 no. I need to find what Jesus is saying to me in this. What is the word? And this is our thinking. So this all goes on in our mind because if we don't, it affects our decision making, our judgment, our beliefs, our perspective. And even our physical health you know that those palpitations and those sweaty palms i'm sure your listeners like i'm sure we've all had that feeling even jumping on today doesn't matter how many times i'm on your call i can still feel that is it all going to work correctly come into my heart so and i just have to think, no i've prayed over it it'll be fine so this is about this is a way of living you know because what we empower will devour us and if we empower that fear it really will devour our lives.
0: And when you say Jesus says things, I can't help but think, but uh, the whole of Old Testament and New, uh, these are peppered by all sorts of wonderful scripture around how yes. you deal with fear. Uh, what are the scriptures that come to mind for you?
1: Oh, look, uh, Hebrews, I love Hebrews. One of my favorite, which says in Hebrews ten twenty three, I will never leave you or forsake you. For me, that is so good, knowing that God will never leave me or forsake me. And in Psalm 23 verse 4 in the Passionate says, your authority, and I always put that in my little mind, the name of Jesus is my strength and peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. And then we have Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. And, and you know, you can go on with that scripture and it says, do not be afraid. And in my version, it said, do not panic. So for me, that is so strong do not panic and then Hebrews 10 23 let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm so they're good action words you know God will never leave us so that's an action word he will not leave be strong and courageous and do not panic he's okay don't panic Wendy God's got you and hold tightly so don't panic be strong hold tightly because God's got me
0: In fact, why don't we, Wendy, we'll take a call before we move on. Mickey is in Chindra in New South Wales. Hi, Mickey, welcome along.
2: Hi, thanks, Nia. Wendy, I just want to say God bless you, honey. I've been through exactly what you've been through in your past, and I brought that to the Lord, and he forgot it, so I forgave the people and forgot it. But what I'm calling for today is, my dad was a, a Christian, <laughs> breathed Jesus, and he died um, January 1st, 2021. And then in 2028, I'm sorry, the 28th of the first 22, we got flooded out of our home. We had to be rescued by um, a dinghy, and th- I could go into the whole thing, but I just said to the Lord, I said, okay, we have nothing but we have you. So whatever happens, go before my husband, put in front of him what you want um, him to to buy. At that point, we had nothing. And um, also give him the wisdom, and we need the money as well. And I kid you not, everything we needed, the Lord supplied both money and in items
0: mickey wonderful to hear from you and sharing your story there that is so powerful wendy your thoughts for mickey
1: uh mickey thank you for sharing and what a great uh example of pure trust right you you trusted the lord totally to provide what you needed and i love what you said about you forgave because forgiveness is such a key on this journey uh we we overcoming fear does require us to forgive ourselves and to forgive anybody that has hurt us so that we can move into that place of trust so you're a great example mickey of what it is to trust the lord and thank you for sharing your story
0: Uh, mickey while i've got you on the line still uh, you said you and your husband uh, you decided we have nothing but we have you and you're talking about your relationship with christ uh, your connection Absolutely. to god um, i mean Absolutely. that's that's really powerful when you're feeling the pinch in those moments you mentioned uh, you know you were rescued in a flood disaster and uh, uh, when you're feeling the pinch in those moments what does it feel like when you've got your trust in god <laughs>
2: well, at first when i went the dinghy i can't swim and i went lord I am not getting out of this dinghy till I get to the bus, <laughs> because there was, oh, it was so polluted and there were snakes and just everything. So I just went, Lord, you're gonna keep me in this dinghy. <laughs> and um, and then uh, we had the clothes on our back. That's And and I I grabbed my medicine, we had seconds, and I grabbed my medicine and my handbag and a, a, a laptop, not a laptop, a tablet, cause I knew Rob would need it. That's it, that's all I had and um it's it i know what homeless people feel like the lord put the uh homeless charity on my heart and domestic violence as well because i have a sister that just wow we just went through a a terrible thing but it, it it's scary but you still have that that like I have nothing, I have no home, <laughs> and but you you know that well we knew that the Lord was going to provide, so I just I just kept praying and he did. <sighs>
0: Well, that is just wonderful, Mickey, and thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. Uh, appreciate your calling through. And our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. Uh, interesting that Mickey raises something really important here. And uh, your thoughts, Wendy, you just know that the Lord will provide. Uh, this knowing, I think that some people might be thinking, uh, how do you know that you know? What are your thoughts here about that dimension of faith?
1: I just wrote exactly the same thing down, Neil, because that really jumped out at me on what Mickey, sh- uh, Mickey shared. That It's that knowing within the depth of your heart, right? Um, it's that knowing without a doubt, that depth of your heart, no matter what your eyes are seeing... That you know in the very depth of what your your being is that God will provide what you need, and and when I, I was doing my quiet time this morning, and I think this speaks to it is when we keep uh, God at the very center of our lives. That's where that knowing is, that union with Him. When He's the very center of everything, and not just a portion of it. That's I believe is where we get that knowing from, because that that's so attached to our trust,
0: isn't it? wonderful mickey thank you so much for your call 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation uh, interesting isn't it when we say uh, fear what does that feel like uh, well if you were just harkening back to mickey there you're getting into the dinghy and for a lot of us ah well what's the big deal i'm being rescued someone's there and they're going to look after me but i'm getting into the dinghy but i realize i can't swim Uh, Mm. There's an extra dimension to the fear because uh, standing on the unstable dinghy in that moment, uh, what happens if I fall overboard? Uh, The water is murky and it's awful and it's polluted and there are animals and snakes, snakes you know. So uh, there's a certain sense in which you can feel the physical fear that Mickey might have been feeling. Fear does have a physical aspect to it, doesn't it? It, it? When it grips you
1: oh absolutely and and what mickey was sharing with him was such a great example for our for our call today is she's talking about the different layers of fear right fair enough the fear that came with losing their home maybe the fear then of how do we get out of this we're being flooded then the dinghy comes then the layer comes as she steps into that dinghy and that's another layer of fear that comes and says well hey if she had allowed that speculation to uh to cause her to freeze because fear can cause us to freeze and say I'm not getting into that because I can't swim, then fear would have won in that situation, right? So the different layers of fear that come, I know for me, you know, many examples of times in my life where fear has tried to overtake me, I will feel heart palpitations, I can feel them coming, my hands will get sweaty, uh, times I just I can't breathe. Um, And you can feel nauseated, just like everything around you seems extreme. Everybody that's soliciting will have different thoughts about that.
0: That's right. Let's take another call uh, not too far out from news. Irene is in South Australia. Irene, need to be fairly quick. What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to speak to Karen and just express to her, I've just listened, just tuned into your program and, and just wanted to say, thank God. Our God is so great. I'm going through a situation at this very time. And I am gripped with fear. I wasn't going to ring, but I just thought I needed to say, I know God hears when we go through these situations. It was almost, I just got back from the doctor and, um, you know, just tune in onto your channel and then to hear Karen say, when she said... I just knew God was speaking and I just thought I needed some prayer <laughs> I'm a great believer in the power of prayer.
0: Uh, Irene, I'm going to ask Wendy to pray and um, we haven't got Wendy, a lot of time sorry. for a I long prayer it. but, uh, but uh, Wendy, would you lead us please for Jeez. Irene?
1: Yeah, oh, Heavenly Father, Jesus Holy Spirit, right now we just come before you and we just place Irene, very much in the palm of your hands. Right now, where fear is circling her and trying to overwhelm her, I command the courage and the the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ over her. I bring her under your covering, your jurisdiction, Lord, and we speak peace into this situation, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Father God, I pray that you will just catch her heart at this time, catch her at this time lord god and just embrace her in your arms and lead her lord we don't know the situation but i know you and neil knows you and we know your character and we know your goodness and i pray right now that you will just catch irene that you will hold her and that you will lead her through this time that through this time her trust and her faith in you will go even deeper and i pray this in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ
0: amen amen Uh, Wendy, uh, we're just reflecting and uh, had that little extended conversation with Irene. I just want to hearken back to your prayer for Irene just before we went to the news. And you used two words which I felt were just so powerful. Uh, When you were praying for Irene, you said, catch me. I wonder if you've got a thought or two around just how important it is those words are when you're in the middle of a bout of fear or panic. Uh, That word, those two words, catch me. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely and so important and I've learned this over the years to be able to say when I'm feeling that fear coming at me and the speculation of what could happen, you know, whatever the circumstance is to really pray and ask God to catch me, to catch my heart. And knowing that if we ask him to catch his heart, to catch our heart, he will, he'll take our heart, because this is all going on in our heart in our mind. This is where the battle is. And so I, I often pray, God, catch my heart, catch my heart. I don't know what to do, catch my heart. And he will, he will come in, he'll catch my heart and he will lead me. And so we can pray and ask, ask the Lord to catch our heart because i find if i don't do that when fear is 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 circling we can make an agreement with that fear and believe it and and it equally catch my heart and also making agreement are both really strong being aware that we should we shouldn't i don't like saying should because we never should on ourselves you know i don't like to say that but i'm going to say it this time we should never make an agreement with that fear or believe that fear, because then we have to renounce it and say, I renounce that in Jesus' name. So Jesus, catch my heart, catch me. And guess what, he will do that. Because in that moment, it's like me on my lounge and floor when I reached out, literally reached out with my hand, thinking if I can just touch the hem of the gown of Jesus, I won't go ahead and take my life. And because in Jeremiah, it says, when you seek me, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will be found by me. When we seek him with all of our heart and say, catch my heart, Lord, we we will find him. When we reach out, we will find him.
0: And, you know, when you're speaking to fear, that's an interesting scenario too, isn't it? Because uh, and I'm not even sure of, uh, you know, the personality that fear has. But in some sense, when we allow it to control us, uh, we allow it to have a personality over us, and somehow, rather taking control, speaking to the fear—that's got to be something in that. I-, I wonder whether you've got any reflection on that thought.
1: Yes, and I speak about this in my book Unmask because it's such a big thing. When we see fear, we know it's coming. I will often say, and we can speak to and say, "I see you, I see you, fear, but you're not going to have control over me. I see you, but I'm going to step over you anyway." Uh, let me give you a, a trivial example. Right, let's have a little bit of lightness here for a moment. <laughs> Every time I go to speak, I can feel that fear come at me. I've been, I've spoke the last weekend, the week before, and I can feel it coming at me. And I say, ah, I see you, I see you, but I'm, I'm going to step over you because I'm not going to let you have control over me as I step to the microphone. And so we can speak to it and tell it to take a flying leap right we have the power of our words our words are so important and that it's a great conversation to have neil because when we start to say i'm fearful i'm feeling you know we, we start to speak those words become self-fulfilling prophe- prophecies but when we tell it to take a flying leap that it cannot have control in our lives and jesus you catch my heart you catch me it's too you know it's like i said superman and kryptonite it's what we have in our toolkit to be able to get us through because we know it's the things that become habitual that actually change our lives so it's our daily habits it's the things that become habits will actually change our lives and that's so important
0: and you know uh, my own little trivial uh story here too because as you said uh, just a little earlier you know even coming on to this program uh you can have a certain sense of fearfulness. Am I prepared? Am I ready to, you know, what if a listener like Irene calls in? How am I going to be able to respond? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, and for listeners, every time I have a guest on 2020, um, I try and make it a habit. And so I'd say 99% of the time, because there's occasional times that I've missed, but 99% of the time, Just as we did before the start of our conversation today, Wendy, I pause and I pray, and it's, you know, often for me it's very much a similar prayer each time. But I have seen, now this is an interesting little scenario, because I have seen people opposite me in the studio, and they're in front of the microphone, and I can see that they are agitated uh, almost like anxious about what's b- about to happen. I'm going to be on the radio. And, and, and I've prayed a prayer like that, and I have seen the peace of God that yes. passes all understanding <laughs> come on people. And I've literally watched people relax. And it's as though they've done that sort of trust fall thing, you know, into the hands of God. We've just, uh, we've just yes. submitted this to the Lord, and the fear dissipates. And it's replaced by a certain level of courage, and uh, and in some sense a trivial example because a lot more things to be fearful about than just being on the radio with me, I can tell you. But uh, but this is an interesting scenario because if we're fearful, we want to see that fear replaced with courage courage is the Excellent. opposite here what are your Absolutely. thoughts here for uh, for taking courage I mean, there's lots of bible verses we could refer to here but uh, in your own personal yeah. experience courage replacing fear
1: let's talk tangible courage right this is about and there are so many great bible verses and i encourage listeners to look them up and to find the one that resonates in your heart but courage and, and uh, irene's a great example she courageously picked up that phone when she was overwhelmed with fear and i believe after we prayed with her even after while the news was on i could hear a sense of relief within her and there was a sense of courage she was so courageous even coming on today courage is inside every one of us right we may not believe it i didn't believe it that i had any courage whatsoever but courage is there and the thing about courage neil It's not something that somebody else can open the door to for you. It's like a door with a handle on just one side and the handle is on your side. So it's on my side. I have to open that door to courage so that I can step into uh, being more courageous, that next step of courage. It's not something that you can't make me courageous. Praying will absolutely help because you bring the peace of God and then that courage rises up. But it takes the person to actually open the door and say, again, I see you fear, but I'm going to be courageous anyway. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it anyway. And when we take that first step of courage for me, on my lounge floor that day, Neil, it brings me to tears every time I share my story in that space. If I hadn't had the courage to reach out to Jesus, I would not be here. And I would have done to my husband and my children what my parents did to me. So it took courage for me to say, there is a better way. There has to be if I want my generational inheritance to be different. And so I found the courage just to reach out a hand and speak the name of Jesus. And sometimes, Neil, that's all we can do. We can just say, Jesus, catch me. Catch me. And he will.
0: You know, the seed sown... Uh, in the conversation today because you know sometimes we're not in the middle of that battle right now but we may be 24 hours from now and to know that there is a seed sown that says when I am gripped by fear and crippled by all of the circumstances I need to say Lord catch me I need to look to the Lord for his courage to replace my fear I need to put the fear in its place now the interesting thing is when we're sharing our own stories our testimony with others and there are people in our families who might be close to that brink uh, even uh, the the dreadful uh, thought of a family member who might be going through tough times now and contemplating suicide to be able to share something very gentle and yet so powerful into their hearts because you want to give them some sort of something to hold on to when they're in the middle of their own crisis Uh, this thought of calling on the lord to replace your fear with courage this is one of those seeds it's really well worth keeping in your heart and mind to be able to sow into your own family and your personal friends wendy Mm,
1: absolutely absolutely and it but, and as you were talking there, neil you know sometimes we think we have to bombard somebody with a thousand scriptures almost hit them over the head with the bible and really and there's times when we need to give scripture and i'm not knocking that, you know my heart neil but sometimes we just need to be simple and i'm going to share i i my sister-in-law has um her breast cancer has come back after 10 years and while we're on our holiday um, I had the privilege of praying for her and sharing Jesus with her and really literally I prayed that Jesus would catch her heart and that he would carry her and that where fear was that he would replace it with courage and I saw this beautiful lady in front of me just cry because that's what she needed she knows she's got to go through some things but she knows now that the Lord will catch her and carry her. And it's the, if we want to give a gift this Christmas, what if we gave that
0: gift? <sighs> Wonderful. Wendy, you like to talk about what you call the what-if road. Uh, now, this is an interesting little practical way, I guess, of thinking about how you deal with overcoming the fears because the what-if road is, I guess, it's like a fork in the road. Uh, you can go one way or the other. How do you describe using that little example of a what-if road when you're contemplating your fear?
1: Yeah, and, and that's defining moment time, isn't it, that what-if road? You know, we can... And I was sharing this on a, on a coaching call yesterday. It's like we're on a road and we've got the guardrail on the left and the white line on the in the middle saying, don't cross over, um, and the guardrail is jesus saying you know um this is where i am i've got you and the other side when we cross over that line and we go into that place of fear uh then fear captures us and then we have to fight our way back out right so knowing that when you start to speculate what if comes with speculation and i still have to be really aware of that I can start to speculate. Like, we we got COVID while we're on our holiday, and my husband and I were so critically ill. We were so, so sick. And the enemy tried to say, You're not going to come out of this. You're not going to make it through. But I had to tell him to take a flying leap that Jesus had us. But it is, I could have crossed over that double white, that white line into, Well, what if we don't? What if we don't make it back to Darwin? What's going to happen to us? It's so easy to go down what if this happens so it's about growing your level of awareness and being aware of how you think really makes a difference in this so when you start to think well what if this happens what if it doesn't what if it does for us and when i get into that dinghy i'm not going to fall in the water right
0: that is powerful, uh, Wendy. There's another dimension here. Now it's all very well we can uh, we can stay around, you know, some of the fearful things when we're facing personal crisis and uh, you know abusive relationships or uh, sicknesses and illnesses and those sorts of things too. I wonder if you've got a thought to around the disempowering nature of fear when you're thinking I'm always going to be stuck in this dead end job. Uh, I'm never going to be amounting to anything important or do something significant because everyone tells me I just haven't got the capacity to do that. You know, uh, I get all of the negative stuff. The thought that fear is so powerful, it disempowers you. If you're thinking about your own future, you're thinking about your family, if you're thinking about your career, what are your thoughts here around how you beat the disempowering challenge that you might have about your own fears of not amounting to anything?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and it's so important that I actually wrote a chapter on this in Unmask and I don't always refer to my book but I'm going to say that because it's about your thinking and you just said it, I am always, I'm always going to be like this, I'm always going to be violent, I'm always going to be an alcoholic, I'm always going to be useless, I'm always going to be worthless. We start to speak those things and we make agreements with them and that that then fear just takes total control. So this is coming back to disempowering, not I'm always not what I can't do, but what I can do. What can I do uh, to move forward in my job? What can I do to change the circumstances that I'm in? What can I do? In, so it's about reversing your thinking, and this isn't, because um, we, we say it all the time. We're, we're, we Our words matter. I hear it all the time. People will say it, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you just think, don't say that. Don't speak that over yourself. So think about your thinking. Take notes, so a little bit of a tool for the listeners. Take note of what you think about and what you speak over yourself over the next week. So just take note each day, you know, if even for a day, and then go back and have a look at how you can change that. How can you turn that around? Okay, I might be in this job at the moment, but I know. There is a better future for me and there's a plan. What can I do? What's the next step I can take? So it's about working in that thinking place. And isn't that where our hope comes from?
0: Wonderful. And uh, we had a moment just before the news around about a half an hour ago where uh, you led a prayer for a lady who called in. So we're not going to finish our conversation with a prayer, but I'm just thinking there's a verse that you picked out ...out of the Bible, and uh, you actually chose it in an amplified version. And sometimes people have got a problem with the Amplified Bible, but uh, you know, if you've got an Amplified Bible, it's about twice as long as every other Bible because there's so much uh, in the way that it is amplified. But I'm going to read this for listeners, and it's a little bit like a prayer, but you're saying, well, what is this trust I can put in God? Will he catch me in my fearful moment? Let me read the Isaiah 41 verse 10 verse that Wendy has in her book. But this is Isaiah forty-one ten from the Amplified Bible. It says, and you could take this as a prayer. Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. And you could check that in your favorite version of the Bible, but that's an amplified version of Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Time has run out, Wendy, and I always appreciate our conversations. Let's set up another one into the new year. We'll pick up another dimension. Uh, Your story is so powerful and your ability to speak into those things on a practical level. I know that listeners will uh, deeply appreciate the conversation today and we'll look forward to another opportunity in the new year. Uh, Wendy's book is called Unmask, Stop Hiding and Start Living. I did mention too, Wendy is also an internationally certified Maxwell leadership coach, speaker and trainer. Her website is called wendyburnsconsulting.com. And so there's a whole dimension there uh, to Wendy that uh, may even be useful to you as well. Wendy Burns, always appreciate you. Just uh, one more quick thing to mention, unmask stop hiding start living also comes with a companion journal for mapping your progress and uh and and there's also your earlier book too which i often will draw attention to called remarkable you Uh, wendy thank you so much for sharing your heart and your insights with us once again today on 2020 always a
1: pleasure neil always a pleasure thank you